Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. Good morning, Foundations. Good to see everybody here today. We are in a series called snooze button Christianity. And for some of us, we have been hitting snooze on a lot of areas of our life that we should be waking up to, right? Like, let's do something about it. Um, And it's no wonder that we keep hitting the snooze button because if you look at your alarm clock, like the old school ones, like the the snooze button is huge, right? But you got to search for that on-off alarm button. And um, for a lot of us, it's just a lot easier for us to snooze about what God is asking us to do and to become instead of waking up and becoming the person he has called us to be. And so we talked about change last week, next week. We're actually going to be talking about how do you become a thankful, content person. Um, I know that's usually something you reserve for the week of Thanksgiving, but it kind of makes no sense to me that we talk about being thankful on the week that all of us are going to be thankful. So why don't we bump that up a week, right, and like try to have a stretch of being thankful people. So we're going to be talking about thankfulness and contentment. So go buy your new cars, all that stuff, and you'll feel like trash tomorrow. I mean, next week. So, um, but... I'm just playing. But today I want to talk to you about the topic and the uh, subject of friendships. And if I had to title my message, it would be called Friendship Purgatory and Roast. Friendship Purgatory and Roast. And, and what I mean by that is Facebook is one of those things that, man, it, 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 I have a love-hate with social media, if you know what I'm talking about. Like, I, I, I like it, but I hate it because there's so much drama there's so much stupidity, and I would love to say it's the teenagers, but really it's mostly the adults um, that act like we're back in high school and kids. And, and there's this part that I have, I have come to term friendship purgatory, and it's when you get a friendship request from someone you don't really know, right? And you just kind of leave it there. You don't approve it and you don't deny it, but you're like, I don't know if this guy is like, or this girl is like, if she's just a pyramid scheme or if it's more Farmville request or, or what. So, and, and you don't want to be rude and be like, no, you're not going to be my friend. I don't know you. So what do we do? We go kind of creep and troll their Facebook and see if we have any mutual friends, right? Like, ah, yeah, but that guy's kind of weird. So I still don't know if I want to be your friend. Um, and, it's, and so we just kind of leave it there. Like I have a list of people I'm just leaving there right now. And if you're one of them, come tell me. I probably just, <laughs> I've gotten horrible at it. And some of it I just forget. But we kind of just leave these people there. And it's like, I don't know if I really want to be your friend. And, and hopefully life isn't like that. But the other part of social media is people are going to make you mad, Right? 
If not, just wait till tomorrow because we're in, we're in politics, we're in voting season, right? And they're gonna make you think that if you don't vote Democratic, then you're not a Christian. Or if you don't vote Republican, then you're not a Christian. And it's just, just stop, guys. You're scaring the children, just stop. Um, but, but, you know, and, and so you kind of come to this place where you're like, well, I, I don't like you anymore, and I don't want to be a Facebook friend. And so I call this four shades of unfriending on Facebook. There's four phases, four, four different shades of unfriending people on Facebook, and, and the first one is snooze for 30 days. That's what I, that's what I say. The first kind of, you can hide posts, but really the first boom is snooze for 30 days right here. And this is the equivalent of putting a kid in timeout, right? This is like, I, 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 you know what you did? You know what post you said? You talked about my football team for the last time. I'm putting you on snooze for 30 days until you learn to control yourself. Now what? And they don't even know you did it, right? It's like, oh, I'm going to put you on snooze. Um, my, my favorite, most annoying Facebook post is, I'm getting ready to clean up my friendship list, and if you don't post on my, you are so needy, stop. I'm not going to, like, just unfriend me. I'm good with that. Like, I'm, I'm fine. That's fine. But you just, this is the first phase of it is snooze for 30 days. The second phase is this. Unfollow. Stop seeing their post, but you're still going to stay friends, right? This is like, I, I, I don't like you, but I don't want you to know it. Like... <laughs> You're annoying, but I don't have the guts to tell you, right? Like, just, I, I, I'm tired of you, but I, I don't want to take it to the next level. But here, here's where it gets fun. After this is where it starts getting extreme, and there is the unfriend button, right? you got to search for it. It doesn't even just pop up on this anymore. You are, I am done. This is the equivalent of in being in elementary school and not inviting people to your birthday party, right? Like, you are not my friend. I'm taking my ball. I'm going home. Ah, and they see it and they're like, oh, we're not friends anymore. Like, I didn't know it got that serious. I'm so sorry. You know, and it's like, it's like this weird, awkward thing. Well, we used to be friends on Facebook, but I don't even know if I can say hi to them anymore. You know, and it, it, it's, it's, it's a weird deal. And if it gets really bad, we just block people. Like, I don't even want to pretend you exist on this earth anymore. I'm going to block you and I'm done with you. And here's the deal. This is, this is people and life is full of dealing with people. Life is full of dealing with friends. And hopefully we don't treat our friends like we treat our Facebook friends. Like, hopefully we don't, well, they are my friends, but hopefully we don't treat our real life like this is real. Facebook is virtual. Um, but hopefully you don't treat your real friends like your virtual friends. But I have news for you. Your friends, they're going to make you mad. Your friends are going to frustrate you. They're going to annoy you. They're going to disappoint you at some point in time. But here's the other flip side of that. They're going to be your biggest fan. Your friends are going to be your encouragers. Your friends are going to be, at times, your stability. Your friends are going to be worth it. And so one thing that we believe here is we're better together. But some of us, we're not really good at being better together. So I want us to understand how do we get better at being better together? Like, how, how do we do that? And, and a scripture this morning that, that just jumped off the pages, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 26, says this, 
The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. The righteous choose their friends carefully. And the first thing I would tell you, as far as it even goes to friend requests, making friends, before we get into the friendship relationship, is this. Be wise and careful when choosing friends. Man, I can't say this loud enough. I can't say this slow enough because this is not just applicable to teenagers. Adults, this is true for us. Be wise and careful when choosing. You choose who your friends are. You don't get to choose family. You're stuck. I'm sorry. You're going to find that out in a few weeks, just how stuck you are. (laughs) But you choose who your friends are. And you and I, when it comes to choosing friends, we have to be very wise and very careful. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 says, do not be misled, don't deceive yourself. Bad company corrupts good character. Bad company, the wrong friends corrupt the good in you. The, the wrong group corrupts the good in you. Here, here's what this verse is saying. This is why, man, be careful when selecting friends. Be wise, be careful, don't be misled. Don't think, don't fool yourself. Don't think you can handle it. Your friends always have an effect on your life. They always either have a positive or a negative effect in your life. There is no neutral ground. And you and I have to, you can be a good friend and still not be doing good because you're not with good. Man, association will bring assimilation. Associate, and all you parents out there and grandparents, you think I'm just talking to teenagers right now. I'm not, listen, you have ears let you hear right now. Listen, tune in. Listen, Linda, listen. Association brings assimilation. Who you hang out with, you will eventually become. And the question is, who are you becoming? Because the reality is, there's some people that just have a negative effect on our life. That was me. Um, When I was in high school, I was a good kid. I just did stupid stuff. Does that make sense? Like, I wasn't sleeping around or getting drunk or doing drugs. I didn't even listen to Metallica. What? Um, But, put Christian Rock in my station. um, But, um, I got around one friend. His name was Greg Franks. And my dad's back there like, yep. Um, It was like a contest when we got around each other to see who could be more stupid. Um, Because nothing was off limits. Every church leader hated our guts. Every person in authority hated our, and we just thought everything was funny. And so when we got around each other, it was like we just ignited each other. Oh yeah, you're gonna do this? Well then I'm gonna do this. (laughs) This This is inappropriate, and this is inappropriate. And you're like, well I didn't think you were bad. I was a stupid, stupid boy, okay? I was a stupid, and here's the deal. It only happened when I got around Greg Franks. And I rubbed off on Greg, and Greg rubbed off on me. They didn't want us to go to camp together because we always got kicked out of the room. I mean, it was nuts, the level of hyperness and inappropriate things that we did. Here's what I know. 
is that all of us have a Greg. All, all of us have a Greg Franks in our life. And it's amazing to me because I see a whole culture that wants to be wise and do wise, but you can't do wise and be wise when you're hanging out with the unwise. You, you, you can want to do good, but if you're not hanging out with good, you're always going to be engaging and doing wrong because association brings Assimilation, don't, don't be misled. Oh, well, that's not true for me. Don't be misled. Don't deceive yourself. Bad company corrupts good character. Be very careful who you pick to be your friends. You can know what is right. You can know what is good, and it doesn't make you right. It doesn't make you good. It doesn't make you wise. It just makes you an educated fool. Here, l- listen. Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get into trouble. And you notice it doesn't say the fools get in trouble, right? Because they're already in trouble. (laughs) It says you pay the price. You want to become wise? It's It's not enough just to have wisdom. Solomon had wisdom, and yet he ended his life in disaster. Go read it. It's not just enough to contain wisdom. It's not just enough to know what to do. Man, if you're going to be wise, if you're going to live your life and your relationships are going to have a positive effect on your life, you better make sure you're associating with the right people because they always have an effect and you always assimilate to something. And the question is, who are you Becoming a walk with the wise, become wise, but associate with fools. And you and me, we pay the price. That's why you have to be careful and wise when choosing your friends, when choosing your buddies, when choosing who you're going to hang with and go on trips with and do life with. I love what Socrates said um, for all of you that were in the 80s. Bill and Ted called him Socrates, but says this, if you're under the age of 20, you have no idea what I just said, and I'm okay with that. Um, But it says this, (laughs) be slow to fall into friendship, but when thou art in, continue firm and constant. And it leads to our second point. When it comes to friendships, friends are consistently consistent. Friends are consistently consistent. You can't have a consistent friendship and relationship with someone if you're not a consistent presence in their life. You, you, can't, you can't have a consistent relationship and be a consistent friend and have consistent influence and then have influence on you if you're not a consistent presence in their life. In the age we live in and technology being what it is, man, you can FaceTime, you can call, you can text, and you can be a consistent presence in every person's life. The question is, when it comes to your friendships, when it comes to your relationships, are you consistently consistent? Are you a consistently consistent person? Are you like, you're up, you're down, people don't know who they're getting. Are they getting grumpy, Justin? Are they getting happy, Justin? Are they getting encouraging, Justin? Or everything sucks, Justin? You know, like, who is coming at me today? Because I got to tell you, it's hard to have a healthy relationship with crazy. 
It is. If you're acting psycho crazy, right? You're like, oh, they're psycho. Hold on. If you're acting, if you're acting, man, it's hard to have a relationship with crazy. Ask some people here who have been divorced. They will tell you the truth. It's hard. It's hard to do life with someone who's not consistent with who they are you consistent. Because here's where, here's where it comes, is that some of us, we treat our relationships and our friendships like eating healthy and exercising, right? We think, okay, I, 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 I ate good for a week, I exercised for a week, and we get in and we look in our profile, and we took a before picture that week on Monday, and we come to Friday, and we've been eating chicken and vegetables and working out, and I went for my power walk this morning, and you take it after, and you don't see any difference. You're like, well, this is a crock. Like, this didn't work at all, you know? Like, I'm going back to Justin's theme of Thanksgiving. If it ain't brown, it ain't going down because this didn't work, you know? Like, what's, what's happening right now? It's a great theme to live by. I'm just letting you know when it comes to thing, if it ain't brown, it ain't going down. But here's the deal. It, it's consistent consistency that makes a difference in your health and in your, and, and we treat our relationships and our, well, I've been there for a week and they just take me for granted, but you have been absent for like years and you haven't been consistently consistent. If you want, here, if you want powerful, meaningful, deep relationships and friendships, and I think every single one of us does, that doesn't happen if you're not consistently consistent. You've got to be there. The Bible says this, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. A friend loves at all times. He loves when it's not easy to love that friend. A, a friend loves, and we're going to get into this in a little bit, when it's not convenient. A, a friend loves it when everything, when all hell is breaking loose, a friend still, that man, I am with you. And you're not saying your snide comment. You're not turning to Job's friends. Well, if you know, if you wouldn't have done this, then this one. They know. Stop it. But you're just loving them. You're a friend at all times. This means too. Some of us, we do great at the hard times loving our friends because there's a little bit of drama and we flock to it. You know what some of us struggle with? We struggle when our friend's doing better than us. And all of a sudden, we become jealous because it was great when we were at the same level, but now they're going here and jealousy is creeping in and we've let stuff come between our relationship. Oh, well, it must be nice to go on a trip. It must be nice to move into a new house. It must be nice to have a new car. Yes, it is. Get over yourself. A friend loves at all times. You're there in the good and the bad when they've got less, when they've got more. It's not about the stuff. It's just about you being a consistent presence. A friend loves at all times. But I want you to understand something, and this is huge. When it comes to a friend loving at all times and being consistently consistent, loyalty is a requirement and not an option when it comes to your relationships and your friendships. Loyalty can't be optional. Optional, It's got to be required. And the moment you go from talking to your friend to about your friend, you cease to be their friend. The, the moment you go from talking to your friend to about your friend, you cease to be their friend. 
You're, you're not being a friend that loves at all times. You're being a friend that just bailed out. And instead of saying the truth in love with kindness, you found the easier route is just to go and talk about them. And that's not being loyal, that's not being consistent. Man, that's all of a sudden you've allowed unhealthy communication to come into your relationship. Well, what is unhealthy communication? Unhealthy communication is gossip, is name calling, is spreading rumors, is yelling. Man, that's not, that's not healthy, that's not producing a meaningful, deep relationship. So what's healthy communication? A healthy communication is speaking the truth with love. It's saying the hard thing. It's caring more for the person that you love the person more than their feelings. You're not trying to crush their feelings, but man, you love that person. And I want us to understand, loyalty, being loyal to your friend doesn't mean that you become their yes man or their hype person, like, whoa, yeah, no. You're not, they don't need you to be their high person. They don't need you to be their yes man. They need you to be their friend who speaks the truth to them in love and kindness because if they can't get you, their friend, to speak the truth to them in love, who's gonna tell them the truth? And, and friends, listen, if your friend is telling you the truth and they're telling it to you with love and kindness, but it hurts your feelings, don't be so sensitive. We don't get better by staying the same way. We, we don't get better by staying the same. We all wanna get better, but we don't wanna change anything. Now, that's not gonna work. And your friends are there to speak the truth with love. Because here's the reality and here's the truth about truth. Truth alone is harsh and love alone is sloppy. But when you have truth and love, accompanied with one another, it yields a powerful result. It says this, Proverbs 16, verse 28, of troublemaker plants seeds of strife, gossip separates the best of friends. Proverbs 18, 24, some friends may ruin you, but a real friend will be more loyal than a brother. Proverbs 27, verse six, faithful are the wounds of a friend who corrects out of love and concern. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful because they serve his hidden agenda. When it comes to speaking the truth in love and concern, man, make sure your timing syncs up. There's a timing to it. And if you're just gonna go in, guns ablaze, and you're like, I'm gonna speak truth to you, bam, and this is what's wrong with you, bam, and you screw this up, bam, and you just, and you put them in your pocket. You're like, yeah, do you like that truth? You like that loyalty? Wham! The wounds of a friend can be trusted, sucker, right? No. There's a timing to it. Wait till your friend is open to receive correction. Wait, wait till your friends, that means you've got to use self-control with your emotions. And that's hard. But when you don't have self-control with your emotions, man, messes are made. And let me say that again. When you don't have self-control with your emotions, messes are made and damage is done. And people are going to start hiding you on their timeline. Like, make sure you are consistently 
consistent and speaking the truth and you are loyal because some of you you want loyal friends but you don't get what you aren't you want people to be loyal to you man you got to be loyal to your friends the second thing i would tell you about friendships is this friendships allow interruptions to occur and inconveniences to happen this is tough friendships allow interruptions to occur and inconveniences to happen. Friends make time for one another. Friendships always require time, and sometimes that's inconvenient, right? Sometimes you don't have time for it to make time, and it's inconvenient, but can I tell you, when you make time for your friends, it's always worth it. It's always worth it. Luke chapter 6, verse 31 says, Do to others as you would have them do to you. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This is the golden rule, right? We know this. I remember growing up in church, going on Wednesday nights, the thing called Royal Rangers, and this whole, one of their mottos was, to make the golden rule my daily rule, right? And you put your hand up like, it's there. To make the golden rule, golden rule being my daily rule, that I am going to live being third place, that the whole can of cuck thing that they say, that I am third, Jesus is first, others second, I am third. And here's, it's easy to say, it's easy to say, yes, I'm gonna do unto others as I want them to do to me. I'm gonna take the initiative and do for my friends what I want them to do for me, but it's hard to do that on a daily basis. It doesn't just happen. You have to be consistent in it and intentional about it. And let me just pause here for a second. Because if all the married couples right here, on this point, on this verse, if you could get this down, it will safeguard your marriage. If you can get this point, that I'm going to do for my spouse what I wish my spouse would do. It does not say that you're going to keep count of all that you do for your spouse until they start, well, it's about time, right? No, 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 no. I'm just going to do for my spouse what I wish they would do for me. We can't get to a place in our marriages that we treat our friends better than we're treating our spouses. Because I got news for you, your spouse is your built-in best friend. And you, here we go, I'm about to preach on, give me an organ, come on, Um, but... This is not a marriage sermon, but I can make it. If you're dating, if you're engaged, let's go back to our first point. (laughs) Choose carefully and wisely your spouse because they will become your best friend or your worst enemy. There's, There's, you'll either resent them or you will treasure them. And if she, oh, that won't happen to me, we just, we just have a lot of different opinions and we're going to counseling and we're, we're, we're dating. Stop, stop, no, abort, 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 run, run, run. If you got to go to counseling while you're dating, dear God, walk out and away, I'm done. Like just, boom, get out of there, run. I don't care how hot she is, she's crazy. I didn't say that in first service, that's just for you in second, that's just... But if we, can't, we cannot treat our friends better than we're treating 
our spouses, but the truth is some of us aren't treating our friends like we should. And our friendships and our friends are becoming more of an inconvenience because friendships always take time. And I'm gonna pick on our type A people for a second. Some of us, we're more in love with our schedule than we are our relationships. Some of us, some of you, you, you you've got your, your, your to-do list already. Like you, you have your to-do list, not done for today, you got it done for this week and you got it done for the rest of the month. And I'm like, why, 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 how? Where's the fun in that? Like, I don't understand that. Like, and, and you're like, well, and your friend calls like, man, man, I, this happened, can you help out? Hey, I, I got this going on, but that, that's not on my schedule, right? That, that's not on my planner. Like I've, I, I've got my week planned out and I've got this going on. And, 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 and Friendships allow interruptions. Friendship, friendships allow disturbances to your schedule. Check out what it says in Galatians. Galatians chapter six, verse two through three says, share with each, share each other's burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You're not that important. All right, I love the way Paul just goes for the jugular. Like, you ain't that cool, shut up. Here's the deal. If we were to, somebody, our, our friends ask us to do something, we don't say, your reply is, well, I'm too important. <laughs> you don't say, I, I've kind of outgrown you. I'm a pretty big deal now. Um, I don't know. I've got my own insurance agent. I've got my own business. I've got, you know, I'm a realtor now. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. And I, I'm, I'm the stuff, right? Like, you don't say that. Come on. I'm, I'm too important. You know what we say? I'm too busy. Because busy is now the important. It's true. That, that hurts, I know. I know, I'm with you. I'm just, I'm slammed. What's that? I'm slammed? What do you mean I'm slammed? I, I just, I, I, you ask somebody how they're doing. Oh, I'm busy, I'm busy. Why? Because that makes us look important. Right? And Paul says this, if you're too busy to help, Share in each, and he's talking to the church in general. He's not even talking to your friends, right? Your bros, your girls. He, he's saying, if you're too important, if you're too busy to help share other people's burdens and to be consistently present and to allow them to disturb you, you aren't that busy. Get over it. You're not that important. And it sounds harsh because it's got to be harsh if it's going to get our attention. And with somebody that, man, that, I have a tendency, I'm just too busy. Friendships allow for disruptions and interruptions to our schedule. I love what Robbie McClure said, and I'm, I'm closing, I got I to gotta stop. Robbie said, your interruptions are your ministry. Can I tell you, I think that's very, very true. Your interruptions are your ministry. And for some of us people, we need to understand people aren't interruptions. People are the entire, entire point. And this was made very aware to me um, a few days ago, which a few days ago I'm realizing can be two weeks or five years. Like it's just a few days ago. Um, but uh, one of, some of our friends here at the church, they came and um, one of their kids were sick. 
And they, they were really concerned about their child, and they were like, man, we've got to take this one to the hospital. And um, believe it or not, Sundays are a busy day for me and my family and my wife. And some of you are like, well, yeah, it's the only day you work, Sunday. Um, but shut up. Um, <laughs> you only work one day. Um, but so... We were, we're, it's in between services and there's things going on and I can tell they're like, what do we do with our other two kids? And, I'm, and I, I heard what was going on. I'm like, hey, we got your other two kids. So let them stay and come home with me. And he goes, are you sure? And I, I, I stopped and I thought for a second. Because here's, a, I'm a horrible person sometimes and I'm just gonna let you into my world for a second. <laughs> it, it's not that my schedule was so busy, it's what I knew was happening after Sunday service. My wife had made a roast. And there was roast and great, because if you're gonna have roast, you gotta have gravy, come on. Like, that's just nasty, otherwise it's dry meat. So like, go eat some beef jerky. Um, but roast, gravy, and we, we make rice with it. And it is one of my favorite things because we eat healthy. And this is like one of the times I have convinced her to like make something unhealthy and Justin's going to get his inner fat boy on. And I'm like, yeah. And so, but Casey only made enough for four people. Me, me, me and me, like me, Casey, Charlie, and Chloe. And we put rice with it, and I mean, it's swimming in gravy. If it ain't going brown, it ain't going down. It was alive and well after Sunday morning service. And I knew, I knew, taking those kids home, I was going to have to share my roast rice and gravy. And so when he asked, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. And so they come I get them after service, and I, I'm thinking, hey, we're not going to have enough food, so maybe I can convince them to go buy them food somewhere else. And so I get them both together. I'm like, hey, Casey's made a resource and gravy, um, but if you want something else, we can go anywhere you want. I'll take you to McDonald's. I'll take you to Taco Bueno. I'll take you to Charleston. I'll take you to freaking Mahogany's right now. You just <laughs> tell me. What, but, but what's Casey Mason? Roast, rice, and gravy. What, what, what just said? She's making roast, rice, and gravy. Oh, that sounds good. Dang it. Are you kidding me right now? Like, that's what's going on inside me. I'm like, no. And so Casey calls. I call Casey. I'm like, hey, I, I've got two, two extras. She's like, huh? I'm like, yeah. Their one child was sick, and so we've got the other two, and they're going to come meet us at our house afterwards. And she's like, well, we don't have enough food for everybody to have roast, rice, and gravy. What are we going to do? And I'm like, I'm trying to figure that out right now, Casey. My life is in shambles. I understand. I wish I would have read Isaiah 66 that he's birthing new thing out of my pain because I need something new being birthed out of that pain right then and there. And I just was like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. And, and here's the deal. Here's the deal. Fast forward. They come, blah, 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 blah. There's going to be more roast rice and gravy, hopefully. <laughs> There's going to be more moments where roast rice and gravy is in my future. But there won't be a moment where I could minister to my friends right there and be there for them in a time of need. And I've got to tell you, there's, there's roast rice and gravy moments in your life where it's, man, you've scheduled it, you've planned it. It's important to you. But can I tell you, ministering to your friends and being there for your friends and allowing your friends to interrupt your schedule is always more important and meaningful than the roast, rice, and gravy moments 
Man, it's always bigger. But I planned it. I, I know. But a friend loves at all times. Friends there and the good and bad, and they allow their friends to interrupt your schedule. So, so here's the goal. Here's my prayer as your pastor. Is that this week, you're careful. You're wise about who you do life with. And who you choose to do life with, who you choose to call friend, that you're consistently consistent, and that you allow your friends to interrupt your life, even when it's not convenient, even when it's not planned, and even when it costs you something. Because that's when you discover your true friends and the power of friendship in your life, and you truly realize, man, we're truly better together. Let's pray. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for today. God, I ask right now that you would be with us in this place, and for every person that's here, maybe, maybe they're at a place that, God, they're just struggling finding the right group of friends, the right group to do life with. God, I, I ask that you would just give them wisdom and let them be very cautious, let them be very careful who they choose to call friend. Because, Lord, it's just true. No matter how much we want to say we're immune to it, we're not. Association brings assimilation. And so, Lord, I pray that we would walk with the wise. We would walk with people who are having a positive effect on our life. And God, for those that are our friends, Lord, let us look at how we're doing. Are we being consistently consistent? Or are we being present in our friends' lives? Are we being loyal in our friends' lives? God, it's easy to get disloyal, but man, you have to be intentional to stay loyal. And so God, whether we're frustrated, whether we're aggravated, whether we're jealous, God, I pray that we would understand that loyalty is not, man, it's not optional. It's a requirement for healthy relationships and friendships. If they're going to stand the test of time, if they're truly going to be powerful, and we got to be loyal. we got to learn to accept the truth spoken in love and kindness and to tell the truth with loyalty, with love, with kindness. And God, I pray that we would, for some of us, we just don't, we're not flexible. We don't allow interruptions very well. And that, God, we would not be more in love with our schedule than our relationships. But that, Lord, you would speak to us, that you would help us, Lord, in every area of our friendships and our relationships. God, be with us and let us be intentional as we live this thing out. It's in Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, if you're here and you say, Justin, I'm here and I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, we want to give you that chance. If you're here and you say, man, I'm just not where I, I know I should be, but I want to change that, and I know there's a change that needs to occur, and, and I just need to come back home. I'm going to count to three, and if that's you, I just want you to raise your hand, and we're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life. One, 
two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. There's one, there's two. I see in the back, there's three. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me. And I want to join these three hands that are lifted before we go any further. Yeah, I see you. I see you. You join these five hands that are raised and say, Justin, that's me today. Yeah, I see you. Is there anyone else? You join these six hands that are lifted and you say, yeah, I got you. Is there anyone else? You join these seven hands that are lifted across this place and say, man, Justin, that is me. There's, I'm just not where I need to be or I need to make a first time decision to follow Jesus Christ. You join these seven hands. Is there anyone else? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I have sinned and that I've messed up. But I ask for your forgiveness. God, I pray that your grace and love would enter my life. I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Can we give these eight or so individuals a huge round of applause? Yeah. What an awesome moment. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.